What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Mr. Miggity Mac, and with me tonight is Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D. Mm. Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We're critics with attitude, and in many of our AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language. No, that's not really our style, so we'll try to keep this rated PG-13. Mild profanity, only one F-bomb, and old man nudity. Yeah, I thought we'd shake it up this time. Yeah! Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause this episode, watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Season 6 Guest Pantheon nomination, Logan. Nominated by frequent commenter Joshua McLaughlin. Before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. My friend, Doug, Triple D, what is Pantheon? Sure, Pantheon. Uh, for those who are wondering what is Pantheon, they're movies that hit on all cylinders. Acting, directing, script score, cinematography, special effects, and we've thrown in X Factor now. X Factor. Essential viewing, best of its genre. There are nine members on the AV Council, and every three weeks they had nominated a movie and everyone else would vote. And there was a guest voter in a Facebook poll and the aggregate score of yes to no counted as another vote, which you would have then 11 votes, and you need a two-thirds majority. Seven votes to get in. This time around, we've gone through all the council members. So we've had nine. And now, this is our 10th nomination of the year, and we have somebody from our Facebook page who is a frequent commenter. So if you would like the potential of making a guest nomination next season, if you are a, a, a faithful, frequent commenter, you may be selected as the guest uh, nominee. Yeah, and this time around is Joshua McLaughlin. So he is our guest nominator this time. That is right. So, uh, we, what, I what, mentioned that we had nine movies already. Yeah. We're at the end of the council what season. What were the nine that have been nominated, and how did they do this year? Sure, Taxi Driver was 5 of 11. Didn't, didn't quite make get it. in. Drive, 8 of 11, mm -hmm. did get in. Yes. Iron Giant, 4 of 11, did not do the right thing. 8 of 11 got in, as did Blade Runner 2049 with, with the eight. same score. Mm -hmm. The Godfather had a clean sweep of 11, 11, 11 of 11. 11. So, uh, following that was our closest nomination Reservoir Dogs Ooh. did get in with a 7 of 11 just scraped by Jojo Rabbit got 8 of 11 mm -hmm. and Return of the Living Dead got 8 of the 11 as well not to be confused with any of the <clears throat> other Living Dead movies yes uh, this season has been a big hitter a big hitter so uh, only two no's yeah 7 of the 9 that have, were nominated by the council mm. got in, and uh, we got some big movies in there and a lot yeah. of good discussions. And we'll talk about yeah. our, our movie, Logan, tonight before we do that. Yeah, how about a little foreplay, my oh, friend? Sure thing, friend How about this? Friends. How about this? What is your favorite comic book character? You know, I, uh, I really like uh, Colossus. Yeah, because he can rip people in half. No, that's the wrong guy. No, the uh, the you got the from Deadpool, but prior that's, to that's Deadpool, not that's uh, that's the other guy. But the, anyway, same character. Not, not the uh, the Steel Man. I all yeah. the way up and down. All the way up. And I down. just I I I read uh, some comics a while back, mm -hmm. and I just liked his character. He's not. 
I don't know. He doesn't fly and he doesn't do this, the, but he's got a unique power, so it kind of stands out uh, yeah. in the yeah. in the the pantheon of uh, of characters. Yeah. And in in Deadpool, Colossus. And I don't I don't know about the comic books, but in the Deadpool movies, Colossus is the uh, is the cricket. He's the Jiminy yeah. Cricket. Yep. Of the, the movie. giant Jiminy. He's a giant, giant metal Jiminy metal Cricket. Jiminy cricket yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. So I have one as a kid. It was always Spider Man. And I think that was reinforced by how many times I saw him on the Electric Company yeah. and some of the other PBS shows, mostly the Electric Company. But but uh, I really liked Spider Man. Spidey was the guy. As an adult, it's not that I don't like Spider Man, but I fell in love with specifically the Deadpool character from those two Deadpool movies, yeah. not the first Deadpool character who got his mouth sewn shut. Yeah, yeah. But also, or, or, also Ryan Reynolds, or the, the the comic world, but Deadpool from the movie Ryan Reynolds, specifically yeah. Ryan Reynolds' <clears throat> version. And then I went back and read the comic books and saw where he was drawing inspiration, blending it with his own kind of smart mouth, uh, uh, smart aleck, uh, laissez faire approach at life kind of a deal. And and I could see where it comes from, and I could almost retroactively play back. Uh, even Ryan Reynolds' version back through the comic books, I've, I've fallen in love with that character. Yeah. As an adult, so it's been only in the last, what, uh, eight, nine years, eight years uh, that those movies have been around. But yeah, Deadpool absolutely is my favorite I, comic I, I favorite. would have to throw in, and, and uh, Charles Xavier is always a fun one because the power is just so immense and cool. Yep. And yep. Uh, it's kind of fun to think about what would it be like to have that kind of mind-reading power, right? right? And I always thought... Prior to Logan, what happens when that mind reading power is no longer under control? And yeah. then when I saw that's a part of the storyline of Logan, I was like, it's like they listened to my inner thoughts. Anyway, all right, so that's a little foreplay for you. Uh, let's get talking about Logan. Uh, Logan is rated R. By the way, the director made a point of saying that it being rated R was important to his vision of the movie. But it's rated R. It's a comic book genre, action, sci-fi, a little western, maybe samurai concept yeah, in sure. there. Uh, directed by James Mangold, uh, who's going to do the next Indiana Jones movie, but he's done actually a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, screenplay by Scott Frank, who did the Minority Report. James Mangold, Michael Green did the Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Story by James Mangold. Produced by Hutch Parker, uh, Simon Kinberg, Laura Schuler, uh, Donner. Who've uh, done X Men? Yeah. All of them were involved in X Men, and Lauren mm -hmm. Schuler Donner was involved in Pretty in Pink. Pretty in but Pink, I thought yeah. that was kind of a fun juxtaposition, neat, neat little combo contrast. There, right? Yeah, uh, music by Marco Beltrami, who most recently did the Fear Street. Haven't uh, seen it yet, but oh, I heard I Kyle Brown said it was great, and he loved it. I so. loved it, and I and it I thought it was going to be three. Uh, chapters in three completely different centuries, and they did a neat little twist, which I didn't expect. Sure. It was super cool. I, I'm excited, to but see I really it. liked it. It did take me a couple of days to get through all of it, by the way. So not and that, and they only released one episode a week for three weeks. But anyway, cinematography by John uh, Matthewson, who did Doctor Strange, and no, he's going to do the oh, next. Sorry, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Madness. I just got that. I apologize, but he did do Gladiator, cinematography for Gladiator, and actually, you can see that. Yeah, if you really kind of think about how the cinematography was done in Gladiator, you can see that in Logan as well. Edited by Michael McCusker and Dirk Westervelt in theaters. At the beginning of March in 2017 in the U.S., ran about 137 minutes, so just over two two hours, almost two and a half. 
Studio 20th Century Fox Marvel, distributed by 20th Century Fox. And uh, all right, it was starring a huge Ackman. I mean, huge, huge Ackman. Patrick Stewart, Richard E. Grant, Boyd Holbrook, Stephen Merchant, and Daphne Keene as the as young Laura, lady as Laura. X24. Yeah, X24. Or 23. Yet a, yeah. No, 23. Yet, 23. Yet another uh, clone from uh, 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 Logan's uh, DNA. All right, synopsis. This is from IMDb. Why don't you give me the synopsis of this thing? In a future where mutants are nearly extinct, an elderly and weary Logan leads a quiet life. But when Laura, a mutant child pursued by scientists, comes to him for help, he must get her to safety. Logan in theaters. All right, yeah. So uh, so let's talk about some ratings. Uh, on IMDb has it rated an 8.1 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic says 77 on 51 reviews. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 93% with a 90% audience score. And on Google, 85% said they liked it. Which is lower than we've typically seen for the Google score. Because that typically true. that's 91 to 93. That's right. So some reviews. Uh, Kristen Lopez from Culturess. Rated it as fresh. These are Rotten Tomato reviews, by the way. Uh, Logan is a melancholic peon to the Western... Had to look up the word. Payon, it means a song, a tribute, a loving song yes. to. Yes. To the Western with enough blood and gore to redefine what a comic book movie can and should be. I would argue that Kristen has not seen Deadpool. But that's okay. We're moving on from there. Rendy Jones from Rendy, Rendy Reviews. Rendy. The ever popular Rendy Reviews. I, gives it a rotten. There were not a lot of rotten scores, but this was one of them. Uh, drops the ball with a lackluster third quarter that results in the film to a disappointingly and underwhelmingly send-off to Hugh Jackman's portrayal of the iconic character. You know something about Rendy here, and no, no, no offense to Rendy reviews, but uh, I believe that this particular movie was in three periods, not quarters, and so I was kind of, you know, yeah. what's with the third quarter here? But anyway, okay, that's fair enough. All right, uh, Metacritic reviews. Joe Morgenstern from the Wall Street Journal rated it at 100. Top of the pops. Top of the pops. The R rating does represent truth in advertising, and it's it has and it has conferred a kind of liberation on what strikes me a violence averse moviegoer at heart as the best superhero film to come out of the comic book world. And I'm not forgetting Tim Burton's Batman or Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. From the bottom of the pile. Way and down there. there. This, uh, the, most of the bottom ones were in the 40-50 range. Mm. This was at the 25. Ooh, Rex, Rex Reed of the Observer said, Logan is another heinous and sophomoric waste of Hugh Jackman's time and considerable talent and another expensive throwaway aimed at milking money out of people who still read comic books. Color it stupid. Huh. This was... Uh, a lot of sass directed at very people sassy. who like comic book anything. I would say Rex Reed was very wealthy because my crayon box didn't have the stupid colored crayon in it. But you know what? <laughs> we'll go with what Rex says. I'm cool with that. From Pe the middle. Yeah. Peter Rainier from the middle. Christian Science Monitor uh, gave it a 67. Uh, set in 2029, Logan is the closest thing to a valedictory the Marvel Universe has yet concocted. Depending on how sentimental you are about these things, me, not much. It's a bittersweet event. There you go. So kind of a meh. But a 67, not a horrible <clears throat> meh. 
How about the uh, Hoi Polloi on Metacritic? Sure, the Metacritic Hoi Polloi, 8.4, 2,220 positive, 131 mixed, 150 ne negative, so overwhelmingly positive. Max Payne is God. Mm-hmm. Gave it a 10. Fantastically brutal farewell to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. It's about time Marvel made something to appeal to someone other than the kiddies. Easily, easily the best comic book ever made. Got my noir version ready to go at home. Ooh. Quiet Spark 87 rated it a 1. I mm. honestly don't know what people here are smoking, but this was just a bad X-Men film. No mutants, no cool abilities, no supervillains, Outside of the few action scenes, the vast majority of this movie is boring. Like, really, really boring. There's some stuff to unpack there. One is the question, is this an X-Men movie? That's a good because, question. Because, like, it's it's not called X-Men, Logan's, you know, Old Man Logan or anything. It's Logan. Logan. That's it. And then the other is, uh, is saying, is slow pace bad? bad. Yeah, and you know, on the on the flip side, with Max Payne as God giving it a ten, right, yeah. saying uh, that it, it, it's finally Marvel made something appeal to something besides the kiddies. Once again, I would throw out there: there's a couple of these movies from uh, this Deadpool character, and which also are clearly not for the kiddies. Belayed, and Blade, hello, way right. back, way back. Yeah. All right. How about some uh, Facebook? Comments from our from our beloved Facebook uh, commenters in our in our group. This was a very conversant group. There was a lot of people who were commenting here, mm -hmm. so we've got a number of these. All right, Alessio Pasquale starts us off with his verbose answer. Yes, yes as always. Thank you, Alessio. Keegan Goodman says, yes, I was heavy on this before I saw it, and I have the same energy since seeing it multiple times. George Batista, nah, maybe in 10 years. Huh. Scott Herliska, just do one for every comic book movie all at once. Steve Spikerman's, yes, but I need to rewatch. Gavin Davenport, absolutely, regularly rewatch this. My friend, uh, my new friend on Facebook from Nigeria, oh. Caleb Ominia Tang, says it definitely does. It's probably the best movie in the whole X-Men movie franchise. High praise. Lisa Fernandez says, I unfriend people who bash this film. Petty? Maybe. Anyone who knows their comics knows Logan is one of the best ever written. Themes and tone of comics don't always translate well on film, but hey, explosions! Look! Blood! Yeah! Wolverine's a badass! But fans here saw Wolverine and appreciated his character arc, his history, and redemption in Logan. As much as I love this film, I don't watch it as often as other favorites because I cry my heart out at the end. It hurts. Every time. Great films do that. John Shippey says, okay, so I absolutely love this movie. I loved that they finally took the gloves off and made a real Wolverine movie. While I love this movie and do think it's the best Wolverine movie, I don't think it's the best of the best in the comic book genre. For me. So for me, it's a no. That being said, I won't be mad if it makes it. Bill Wheat says it's probably the best Wolverine movie, or at least the most artistic, and it's got a decent story. But it's not the best comic book movie, superhero movie, or even Hugh Jackman movie. So I stop short of thinking it's Pantheon. 
Elk Tank says, yes, I'll confess I haven't seen the movie in a few years, but that doesn't mean I don't love it. I'm just scared to go back to it because of how brutal it is. Whereas Deadpool is a fun kind of R-rated film, Logan does all out with the darkness, but it doesn't come off as edgelord shite. Uh, it's genuine with its somber tone and depressing characters while making one care about it. Despite how dark it is, and despite how heartbreaking the story of the X-Men concludes, it is ultimately a worthy send-off to the character of Wolverine. I must get around to it again. There you go. Steven, uh, Steven or is it Stefan? Yeah. Well, you know what? Ring in for I us. I will ring in. Either Stefan or Stephen. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Stephen uh, Shepard. I like Logan, but I don't love it as much as most, so the answer would be no for me. Giselle Butler, bringing us home. The director has made some really memorable and gritty films that stay with you. Girl Interrupted, Heavy, 310 to Yuma, Yuma Walk the Line, Copland, etc. It's a big yes for me. It helps also that Logan is a beloved character. Anytime he's on screen, you can't help but identify with his struggles and laugh at his jokes. I loved how they made this one like a modern western, very emotional film. So you could see that people do love the movie and think it's not Pantheon and love the movie and think it's clearly Pantheon. Yeah. And that's one of the things I like about this whole process yep. is that it doesn't have to be just, oh, good movie. Yes, Pantheon. Yes or it, no. It's, it. Yeah, it's not like a, this is a list of good movies. There's a specific like bar, right, that it needs to uh, cross for enough people. All right, let's talk about how it did at the theater. Receipts. Receipts. Money, money, da, money, da, money. Da, 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 da. Logan money. released March 5th of 2017, 137 minutes. As we said, James Mangold, a uh, couple of the commenters pointed out things like he's directed like 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line. Production budget was $97 million. Domestic gross of $226.3 million. Globally, six hundred nineteen uh, and change million. Average ticket price in twenty seventeen was eight dollars ninety seven cents. So we have our own uh, mathematical formula we use to determine to adjust things for for inflation and stuff. It's called the butts in seats index. You divide the total domestic gross by the average ticket price in the U.S. And for Logan, that's twenty five point two million butts in seats. There you go, so, which is uh, roughly about 7.3 or 4 uh, mm -hmm. fight clubs. Fight clubs. Oh, yeah, yeah right? 3.3. 3. 3. 3. Yeah, 3.3 yeah. fight clubs. Fight yeah. club standard being what, 7.5? Yeah, 7.3. 7.3, yeah. there it is, yeah. The fight club standard. We also yeah. trade. Everybody that. knows the fight the club fight, standard. You know, you know, you know, as you know. Yeah. All right, let's get, get, get some comparisons. What's what first comparison sure. we have? Uh, one of the movies that was shown, uh, the movie that was shown in the movie, Shane. Mm, the uh, Western, yeah. The Western, August 23, 1953. It came out, 118 Minute by George Stevens, who also did The Diary of Anne Frank and A Place in the Sun. We respect it. It had a production budget in 1953 of $3.1 million and a domestic gross of $9 million, so it made money at home. Now, but that's an estimate because they tracked it differently back yeah, then. It was about theater rentals back worldwide, then. 12.7 million so uh and that's a good note in terms of uh just realizing that some of these are estimations mm -hmm. right but if we take the domestic gross uh divided out by the average ticket price in 1953 which is 45 cents we get a bsi of 20 million so it did just shy of logan yeah yeah right so the dark knight rises something someone uh actually commented on the dark knight series in one of the other uh comments but the dark knight rises came out in july 22nd of 2012 
164 minutes. I'd forgotten how long that movie was by Christopher Nolan, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan. Production budget was 250 million. Its domestic gross was 448 million, almost half a billion dollars worldwide. Over a billion dollars. Uh, Butts and seats index with an average ticket price in 2012 of seven dollars 96 cents is 56.3 million. Almost yeah. eight Fight Clubs. Yeah, twice right there. Over twice uh, Logan's. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, and then your your fave. Yeah. You go ahead and read this one off because well, you love the movie. I mean, yeah. Deadpool is a big one, right? Came out on Valentine's Day, 2016, February 14 in 2016. 108 minutes, directed by Tim Miller, who uh, did uh, two of the episodes of Love, Death, and Robots, amongst other things. But I thought that was interesting that he did that. Uh, production budget was 58 million dollars. Domestic gross was 300. Sixty-three million dollars globally, uh, seven hundred eighty-three million dollars, three quarters of a billion dollars globally. Average ticket price that year was eight dollars sixty-five cents. So a BSI of forty-two million butts and seats is right there. That's pretty good, eh? Hmm. These are all blockbusters. Here. Blockbusters. They all are also movies that have a a story of a resolution, like to yeah. protect or to 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 rescue or to to right a wrong. And then, and uh, is that why you're going with that final movie of Interstellar? Did that exactly. He's trying to rescue his daughter. Also, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so there's yeah. a connection back to uh, Dark Knight. And Interstellar came out November seventh, twenty fourteen, with a production budget of one hundred sixty-five million. Its domestic gross was only one eighty-eight million, but worldwide seven hundred and one million, uh, more than seven hundred one, almost seven hundred two. Average ticket price that year eight dollars seventeen cents. So a BSI had, of twenty three million. They had connections because there was connections to the Chinese space in there, and I wonder if that number was was bolstered by the Chinese market because be. that you know with that three times more on a worldwide. Just that's a really yeah. went off the off the rails on worldwide. It was very very popular internationally, but it, but I mean you can't say a movie that does one hundred eighty eight million. Uh, domestic, like before streaming, before rentals, before any of that, is not already a successful movie. It is, but really internationally is where it went nuts, right? So twenty-three million, actually just below Logan, in fact. So uh, the uh, we've got some drinks on the table uh -huh. right here. We do. Uh, before we get to Joshua's nomination, we right. do have some things on the table uh, so, that we're, we're, we're uh, drinking through and enjoying know, our evening. One of the criticisms, I'll just throw it out there, yeah. is that there's a scene where Logan wakes up, I believe, in the back of his uh, limousine, and next to his head is a either empty or nearly empty bottle of Fireball. And I've seen a number of comments where people are like, why would Logan, why would Wolverine be drinking Fireball? It's like he's not a frat boy. He's not a, you know what I'm saying? He can probably drink something classy, but remember, he drives a limousine, and so he probably is not above just drinking whatever got left in the back of the and car. And there was a bunch of frat boys who were in the car, you and the, the, la you the ladies who flashed their flashed uh, their, their, their lady parts their uh, in their there. Their flashes yeah. were in there, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, we've got some fireballs. Some leftover. Before we do that, yes. I have brought along... Ooh, uh, because a treat! this is the bitter end of mm. Wolverine. It is. So I... Brought along the bit, the most bitter liquor that I uh, I know. You, is it, this I is Jep Jepson's Malort. Oh, Malort! And if you've never had Malort, man, you you should get yourself some. Here's the thing about Malort. You and I, my friend, oh. have made this comment uh, many, many times. 
One of the benefits of Malort is that it is so awful that it makes you realize that nothing, not even Logan's Bitter End, is the worst thing ever because there will always be Malort. So before we, we, we jump into the fireball, mm. uh, we're going to have a shot of Malort. Uh, in honor of the passing of Logan. So, uh, cheers to you, Wolverine. Cheers to you, huge, huge Jackman. One of the things (coughs) that's helpful (laughs) with Malort, you know what that takes me back to uh, all those days stuck in my house? With the uh, four o'clock Malort shot that yeah. may or may not have been happening, we definitely every did that single day for months on oh. end. Took a while. I actually ran out of my supply. I had to find a new source. Yeah, one of the things that helps with uh, Malort is that after you add it, is uh, if you have a little peanut butter, it, it'll will make the taste. There's uh, some uh, die I got down. some M and M's. There's some peanut. Butter. It's, well, oh, this is your favorite kind of candy where it's all just mishmashed together. Oh yeah. But um, there's some peanut butter M M&M and M here. Mm, yep. There you go. Well, that'll do it. All right. Oh yeah, I'm ready. So a little fireball in my glass now with some. I got mm. some Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. That's a little nice. Coke. Um, while you're pouring, I'll start reading Joshua's yeah, nomination. Read Josh, so, uh, Josh's nomination. So Josh said. Joshua said, the reasons I think this feature should be counted among the Pantheon picks is threefold, and I did some excerpts from his uh, his stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, no offense, Joshua, but uh, it was four is, pages long. This is not your entire <laughs> nomination, but does uh, some some choice bits. So he said, the reasons I think this feature should be counted among Pantheon picks is threefold: the themes at play, the action, and the types of movie it echoes. Thinking about old, growing older, reckoning with the people we used to to be compared to, to where we are now, contemplating the future, and uh, perceptions of our accomplishments, faults, outlook on life are all things we hold as important. And this movie looks squarely in the face of growing older, getting decrepit, and dying. Similar to the themes that we looked at in a more last year when we read through mm-hmm. uh, with Brad's nomination. Uh, next, uh, with the R rating for this movie, this is the first time Wolverine is truly unleashed. However, it gives also gives Mangold and his crew the chance to dive into that violence and its effects on Logan. Seeing our protagonist be this brutal displays the toll it takes on him, wearing him away as much as his illness does. And I love the fact when he has to pull the knife out of, you know, the yeah, blade out of his all hand. The way out. He has to extract it himself. And it happens to all Wolverines. It's, you know... Yeah. You know, they have a, a pill for that, but I think the yeah. pill doesn't work on him anymore. He does not want to fight anymore because violence only begets violence. And le- this leads to my last point. The film links back to the great lineage of Western stories while still being a comic book movie. Even visual cues uh, and other blatant comparisons to Westerns of yore are made, such as the footage of Shane shown in the second act and his closing speech looped around at the denouement of this tale. Logan plays around with this type of plot element, not only homaging these films lovingly, but also goes its own way to stand side by side with them on its own terms. In closing, Logan boasts incredible action, some unforgettable performances, and enjoyable but thought-provoking moments. The flick Logan is simply the best at what it does. Wink, wink, and what it does is enough for Pantheon status in 
Joshua's estimation. There so you go. there's more to be read if you want to check out the poll and find his nominations right at the top. You'll also find uh, the votes from the other council members and their uh, 500 or so, or in Brad's case, mm -hmm. 5,000 or so word uh, write-up <laughs> for their particular uh, vote, yes or no. And you can find all those there on Facebook underneath the poll. All right, let's talk about the movie. So how about some uniqueness and challenges? What is unique? How is this film unique, Triple D? So this film is unique in the landscape. This what, What's unique about this film uh, as a nomination is that it subverts the genre of the Wolverine and X-Men movies by doing the thing that it, we all knew that it was supposed to do, but they were never allowed to because of the rating that they were slapping on it. Mm -hmm. But now they finally had an opportunity to really uh, dive into the character. But instead of just doing it as a violent action film, like another Expendables, that it is now at the very end uh, of its uh, of its life. So all these characters that we saw, we see them in their broken, decrepit state. And I think that 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 sort of that's a fun thing. Also, as Joshua had mentioned, that this uh, this film is an homage to um, to other westerns, and it takes this comic book movie and puts it in this western state, and mm -hmm. it's kind of a, a western way of being, and that's an interesting approach. Right. Um, and then I would throw in also, for me, that the visuals are just spectacular. They really are. And yeah. that's not specifically unique as a movie. But it's unique uh, when put against, laid against, the mm -hmm. kind of storyline we're talking yep. about. When I first watched this movie, I was reminded, oddly enough, of a routine. I believe it was a Robin Williams routine where he was talking about the monkeys doing like their 60-year 60, 60 comeback tour. Yeah. And he's walking like he's got a walker, you know, here we come, you know, walking down the street. And you're thinking, yeah, that's what like the really, really old like rock and roller would be like walking on stage, you yeah. know, hobbling in a wheelchair with a walker. Except the the one of the points that a lot of people don't get in that comedy routine is it's still the monkeys. They're still really good singers. And they're still entertaining an audience. So this is these old, broken yep. down, worn out uh, mutants. There's a lot of the, the kid mutants as well. But I'm talking about the story revolves more around the older ones that are, they're, they still are who they are. Mm -hmm. And they can still do the thing they do, which is super cool. So in terms of the other side, the flip side of this is mm -hmm. say, what makes this a challenging nomination for a council vote on something right. like like the council has to vote on whether or not they think that this is above a 4.5 star movie that deserves to be on the special shelf with all the rest of the other right uh, amazing movies that right. they've put up there and i think one of those challenges is that while it is not specifically a superhero movie it has some superheroes in it, it has some mutants in it they're not acting as superheroes they could just be joe everyday trying to save this little girl from the bad guy and it would be very similar, mm. the same story, right? So the difference here is that you... This is an X-Men... It's not an X-Men go save the day, the whole crew as a team goes to save the day movie, but you can't say it's not an X-Men movie. Yeah, it's in the X-Men universe. It's in the whole universe. But and we don't know which part of the universe. The final scene is yeah. an X because yeah. he's the final X-Men, yeah. right? 
And so, you know, and they, while they don't talk about what actually happened to the X-Men, depending on which variation of the storyline, the whole X-Men storyline you follow, either either Professor X killed them all, or Logan killed them all, or somebody was tricked into yeah. killing them all, whatever the story is, the point is, they're the last. They're yeah. the end. And so, you can't not, you can't say it's not an X-Men movie. And so, yeah. by saying this is an X-Men movie, but then you heard a couple of the comments from people saying it was too slow, or it didn't... You know, yeah, there's action scenes in it, but it's not your traditional X-Men movie, so they didn't like it as much. I think it's tough to put this up against other X-Men movies and say it's better. Well, also I would say, um, answer, like asking oneself the question that if, if you take the premise that Logan is the best of the Wolverine movies, or let's even take the premise that Logan is the best of the X-Men franchise movies. Start with that premise. Does that fact alone make it worth Pantheon? Good question. I would I would say that, that makes it tough because all those movies are in the genre of superhero movies. And then you've got uh, Superman, 1980, 80, 81, Christopher Reeve. Right, Christopher Reeve. You've got even the Fat Man 89. Even got, the first uh, Wonder Woman with the uh, first modern Wonder Woman movie that came out. And it was great. Like fabulous uh, a superhero movie. You've got the whole Marvel first arc. This, this not first, but this arc that we've gone through, ending in Infinity War and Endgame. Those were fantastic movies with yeah. great visuals and all kinds of special effects, and an end, even a death at the end, and the whole deal. And it's kind of like, was this better than that? Yeah. And then uh, I would say, and this would lead to the next things that we'll talk about, is that um, what is the breaking point? The, this is a question to ask one like ask I could ask myself again while like what is the breaking point on a movie for if parts of it are stellar and other parts not not so much or not I'm not saying it's bad but no. like the that it, it is uh, that it does some things well but then there's some other things that might not or that it does everything else well except for one piece like you know yeah. to, to say what's the, what's the break yeah. point and in terms of how how one rates something right yeah it doesn't take a lot of digging on the online to find people who said it was a good movie but they have these three sticky points why would he have fireball yeah. how come it how come if he gets stabbed through the head with the adamantium uh, 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 claw right that doesn't kill him but getting shot in the head with the adamantium bullet would kill him like these are some these are some questions that have been posed and are those and this is more than just two but if are those questions enough to say so it's kind of not pantheon yeah. because they didn't they, they they took too many shortcuts too many liberties so let's dial in all right let's talk about it in different categories we always talk about acting and casting as our first category what do you think of acting and casting good bad i thought the central characters were really great in terms of the central protagonist characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That I mean, Hugh Jackman's been practicing and polishing this role for twenty years, yes. you know, like <laughs> or however long. Yeah. That that uh, that Patrick Stewart Patrick is Stewart. is just amazing. He actually is Professor yeah. Xavier. That those two were great. Um, I, I I read some reviews even from the council that were like. Uh, hot and cold on some of the others, but I thought Stephen Merchant was fabulous. Yeah, I did too. But he, he took a uh, relatively unknown character to many people 
that might not be fleshed out and gave it like it was a, a very unique take that was very empathetic mm-hmm. and I liked it mm-hmm. uh, that I thought the I thought Laura uh, was did very well with her job I and mean, she was young right and there's some rough edges there but I thought that she did great now the question is Daphne did, Keen. Daphne Keen. yeah yeah um, were the other characters as up to snuff and I would say that most of them were serviceable and that the chief antagonists between the scientists and the guy with the hand mm-hmm. that um, they didn't bring much to this they didn't bring much there was not a lot of menace right there was no almost I think there was almost no menace to the scientists and the fact that a nine-year-old girl just shot him in the head or I'm sorry that they very simply just shot him in the head to kill him not the girl but uh, uh, but Wolverine did that but the fact that they just shot him in the head and that was the end of him was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, He's and done. They, they didn't even hint at a larger organization that was behind all of this. No. That it was just kind of like, I don't know who these guys I mean, are. Fly. I don't know how they're connected with an even larger organization. Is the government involved? Like, what's like? They yeah. did a very good job with that in the Wolverine, in that the Alkali organization uh, and the research people who made him what he was wasn't just the one general or the one doctor they were they were being backed by larger no. shadowy organizations that were going to keep coming after you right any thoughts from you on the acting casting so um you know i think that the central characters with the exception of laura was a you know you're going to cast who already plays those characters yeah for the most part but um i thought that uh i don't remember his name but the the, the bad guy with the hand yeah i liked his character he seemed like the he seemed like the agent. I know he was a reaver, but he seemed like that agent guy who's like your friend till he doesn't need you, then he gets rid of you. Okay, I just I'll fire you because you're not making me any money anymore. He he kind of like almost just sort of took on that role for me, and and I kind of liked it. It was it was different, um, where he wasn't specifically evil, but he was bad. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't just in the movie he didn't just willy nilly just walk around just slaughtering people. Like an innocent walking by, he didn't just crush his wind, yeah. his windpipe or something. But they definitely were harvesting children. They were definitely harvesting children. But he was working for the company. It, it was just a job to him. All of this was just a job to him. Yeah, which then plays into later on stakes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, directing and editing. You know, I thought directing and editing wise, with the exception of. They're teasing, dancing around. They couldn't make a decision whether they were really going to tell the story of what Professor Xavier had exactly done when he had, you know, the reason why uh, uh, yeah. uh, Logan was hiding him, uh, hiding him, and giving him medicine, giving him uh, drugs. But um, with the exception of that, I thought they did a good job, and they, they they left just enough in the movie for you to know what was happening with the story. Um, and I really liked the direction. I thought they, they, that he did a good job with that. Yeah, and and this might uh, I liked the direction. Uh, I mean, editing was fine. It I hung, the movie hung together. Um, it did. And maybe this is ends up being more of a screenplay story issue with me. There is mm-hmm. a there is definitely a, a lull in the middle of the film, and then for me, uh, I thought the first third of the movie, the the opening hour, spectacular. And then discovering um, that they had Xavier in the in the in the in the old. Uh, uh, not farm, but the old uh, granary or whatever. Yeah, and the and the 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 the, um, the the guy kind of caretaking him. So the those uh, are cool. The the 
And the middle part kind of makes me upset a little bit where they know their friend is a tracker, they have lost track of him, that they were tracked through Vegas, and then they're like, hey, let's go hang out with this family. Everything will be fine. Yeah, and I'm like Xavier arguing for staying at the farmhouse. It was kind of like he'd be the one saying, Logan, we can't stay here. We're putting these innocent people in danger. Like It, it seemed like a pointless element of the story. Logan didn't want to help him in the truck. Logan didn't want to go to their house. Logan didn't want to spend the night. Nobody listened to the dude, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. And if they had ended up at the house some other reason, that they were hiding out, and then instead of being shot, they were invited in. Yeah. And then they're like, we can't say that you could at least have dinner, and then the bad guys show up. Like, that would hang together a lot smoother and make sense more in the movie. But that, that middle part, just kind of like, meh. And then for me, and nobody else might feel this way, but I always get hung up on the fact that the little girl is mute for the first half of the movie, and then she switches into Spanish, and I'm like, oh, she speaks Spanish, I get it. A stream of Spanish. And then I'm like, oh, that'll be an interesting thing to deal with. Maybe we have to find somebody else, maybe he has to learn Spanish. No, and then all of a sudden, whenever she needs to speak English, she can speak it perfectly. Perfectly. And then I'm like, ah. you could say it's the trauma she went through that made her not want to Maybe. talk. I've met kids uh. that don't talk much, but it didn't it didn't hold water for me. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. Cinematography and locations were top notch. Top, loved it. Loved the uh, towards the end that mountaintop house where the all the little mutant kids were hiding out. That was pretty cool. That they even gave a solid reason why they were waiting. They had all agreed to wait for like two days or whatever yep. it is before they headed off the extra eight, eight, ten miles to the to the safe zone. Good with that. I'm all cool with that. I don't know how they found them after that because the tracker was gone. I think they edited out that they had cloned the dead tracker guy. I yeah. don't know. But anyway, um, yeah. I loved that. I loved the I loved the desert scenes, but you know, all that middle part where uh where uh, you know, Logan is tired and he's gotta sleep. Okay, he's awake. You know what? He's tired. He's got to sleep some more. It was kind of like, come on, man. Let's get to where we're going here, right? Yeah, there was a little bit of that. But that's not cinematography locations. Even when the movie was in a lull, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I love the desert, by the way, especially in movies. How about the score? Serviceable. I thought so. Uh, not anything that was crazy uh, memorable. Like, I can't whistle the tune from Logan right now. It doesn't have no. like that Hans Zimmer or uh, Danny Elfman quality that, like... You know what music plays in my head when I think of Logan? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> The music box oh, from Deadpool <laughs> with the dead Logan on the on the on the stump. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's the music in my head. All right, how about special effects? Notables. I thought special effects were were. I mean, this was this was it, it was a solid movie. It looked well. Mm-hmm. The uh, the only thing that like in a few years when I go back and watch this again, I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, you can tell that they youngified the, uh, the, yeah, clone, the clone of, uh, of Hugh Jackman. The uh, dude that plays his double that they then overlaid his digital face on to make it look like Logan as a young guy, that uh, actor and stuntman has played some roles that you would know. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a known guy. You know, not like, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood <laughs> actor... <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. No, but actually, I saw him, and you, I thought he was actually uh, at first. Oh gosh, I can't remember. I think he was in the Wolverine, right? 
his opponent guy, the the other mutant that was kind of a, that seemed like they were against each other all the, the time. The Leave Shriver. Leave Shriver. I thought it was like Leave Shriver would just made up to look yeah. like Hugh Jackman at first because that's kind of what it looked like, um, but it wasn't. Anyway, uh, how about the X factor? That special factor that really kind of adds the, <clears throat> to a movie. So uh, I know that some people got real emotional at this because they got very invested in the character. They yep. see the ending. Didn't expect him to die. They didn't expect him to die. Didn't expect Professor Xavier to die. Yep. Yeah. So so a lot of those just kind of cut to the quick, cut to the heart uh, for, for people. And I know that's there. I think that this was an important movie in the franchise by... It was an end. Yeah. Um, it didn't... There was one part in there where... It was uh, that I I ended up getting a little bit kind of choked up, but it wasn't the death of Wolverine. It was earlier with Charles Xavier just watching somebody who was so awesome being so broken and decrepit, and it was just sad. You know, as a as an older person myself who has parents, living parents, who they're not decrepit, but they're on the cusp of experiencing some of those end of life yeah. issues some right they're aware of it but but the point is i i see that and i think to myself not oh there go i someday you know, that's where i'm that's my road yeah. no i'm thinking oh man you know he's watching essentially his father yeah turn into a, a child a, a, a child again yeah who's got to be told to take his pills then you got to make sure he's not spitting them back out and he's got to show his tongue to, yeah. prove, to prove he swallowed them and you got to help him go to the bathroom but he won't doesn't want you to watch yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. I, I saw that, and and uh, that that crossed my mind. But I just think that they glossed over some of those things, to be honest with you. And um, they didn't. That didn't hit me hard. I felt like Logan was going to die. They were showing him dying for an hour before yeah. he died, and then he took a lot of that poison green stuff. Um, to by the way, to uh, have about five minutes worth of his old superpowers back? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, I kind of, by that point in time, I'm like, yeah, he's going to die. I didn't think he was going to die because he got stabbed in the chest with a piece of wood because that seems like an odd way for him to go. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't just that. That was just the, the straw that broke the camel's back, shall we say. Obviously, there's a lot of things that ended up killing him in the end, including maybe taking all those drugs there at the last minute. But I didn't see an X Factor for me. Okay. But I got to say, this movie almost, almost was a capstone to the X-Men story. Could have been, had they done a little more backstory, that literally you knew for a fact there were no more X-Men. They were all gone, literally. They kind of alluded to it. You knew it, but you didn't know it yet, really. Um, I think if they had flushed some of that out and then really got down to on the last, you know what I'm saying? I think that might have had a little more of a of an impact. But that's just me. All right, awards. This movie won 28 major awards and 77 additional nominations, including an Oscar nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay. And I believe that's a first. Like one of the first like superhero-type movies. Now, yeah, uh, that's the uh, first superhero movie to be nominated for academy award for best adapted screenplay mm -hmm. it's also the first superhero movie to be nominated for screenwriting since the incredibles there you go uh so i mean you know that's that was a big deal actually 
Uh, didn't win, didn't win, but the fact that you're up there is means yeah. a, means a lot, really does. All right, how about a little bit of trivia? Uh, did you know Logan only smiles three times in the entire movie? No, oh. oh poor Logan. You know, I don't think I saw Logan smile more than three times in any other movie collectively, but even so. This was a rough time for the man. Young Daphne Keene, Laura, was 11 years old at the time of the filming, so oh. she wasn't allowed inside the casino, <laughs> uh, even with the correct shooting permits. So some shots were done with Keene on the green screen, and there were some shots in the actual casino with Keene's body double, Jeremy Martin, who is over 18, but of a similar build to Keene. Uh, uh, a slight, a slight, small build. Uh, Hugh Jackman uh, induced dehydration for himself for 48 hours prior to filming scenes of himself shirtless, so he lost a lot of water weight. Give a lot of definition. You know those scenes where he's, uh, uh, all the veins and, and all of the tendons and everything are just like sticking out on his body. It made him look, yeah. in fact, they aged him a lot in this movie. After this movie, he made The Greatest Showman where he looked at least 15, if not 20 years younger. Yeah. So, you know, that's a that's a big deal. So when Laura and Charles are watching Shane, mm -hmm. uh, Charles mentions remembering seeing the movie as a child in his hometown. This was entirely improvised by Sir Patrick Stewart because Shane was one of the first memories he had at the theater as a child. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Uh, while auditioning uh, for the part of Laura, Daphne Keene asked the director if she could just improvise her lines. So after Hugh Jackman started his dialogue, she interrupts him by yelling at him in perfect Spanish. That stream of Spanish, it's almost a stereotypical kind of a yeah. thing getting yelled at. Something that was later included, of course, in the finished movie when she starts screaming at him in the car. So uh, to film Charles Xavier when he was doing his uh, seizures, that, uh, that Hugh Jackman did not have to act as if he was being pushed away. Instead, he was being held back by a rope that two men were holding so that he would struggle against it to give a more realistic portrayal. And I also was reading about how they shot the se the seizures where it was all that fuzzy, buzzing, mm -hmm. kind of shaking, mm -hmm. is that they filmed the scenes during the seizures with a shaky cam, mm -hmm. and then they, in post-production, stabilized the image so that the shake was still there, but now the image was stable. So, so everything had that 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 yeah. kind of like tremor wow. to it. So that was kind of fun. And I did I did comment earlier that the director uh, said it was important that the movie be R rated because uh, not just the violent content, but because of the style. He said for him, what was most interesting in getting the studio to okay an R rating was something entirely different. They suddenly let go of the expectation that the film was going to peep for kids. When they let go of that. You're free in a lot of different ways. The scenes could be longer. Ideas being explored in dialogue or otherwise can be more sophisticated. And this storytelling was affected by that. All right. So, votes. Votes. As of this recording, anyway, there are two yeses from Adam, of course. Jeremy Clifford. Adam, of course, because he said yes to everything this season. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's what I meant to say. No. And Adam Jeremy said yes. Surprisingly, because he said a lot, no, a lot of times, yeah, and he even said this in this one. time around, is that uh, I'm I've been very stingy with my votes this time, and I'm saying yes to it. So. That was that was fun. Matthew Wade, unsurprisingly, we have two solid no's. Matthew Wade, uh, who's said no to lots of stuff. And I was surprised at but this not Godfather, one. Well, no, he said yes to Godfather. Yeah. I was surprised at this no. 
uh, I honestly thought that uh, Brett uh, would uh, would say yes, but uh, he laid it out very well for why he said no. Yeah. Um, the uh, they did a versus where they had the Dark Knight versus Logan, and oh, the yeah. Dark Knight uh, won the table mm. conversation that mm. they had. So um, he'd done prep already. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, we don't have votes from April, Brendan Falk, Rachel, Kyle Brown, or Nathan. Plantiga, Rachel or Nathan Plantiga. But um, but we also know that, so we've got the nominator is a yes. Is a yes. And the Facebook poll is 66 yes to 15 no. There's mm-hmm. 10 haven't seen it. None that need to rewatch. Not yet. So the, the Facebook poll is likely a yes. So currently likely. has four yes. yeses. Four yeses. And it needs Seven. three of mm-hmm. the five. Yep. To get in, so the Which question is—that's is, a pretty heavy ratio, though. Three out of five. Yeah, uh, and um, so do you have? Uh, if you were a betting man, do you have uh, bets on whether or not you, they're going to get three of the? This will get three oh, of the five. Uh, my bet is that this will either be six or seven. Okay. It's going to be right on the margin. He's either going to get. He's not going to get five. I, 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 I uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that there's enough of a split with, not with, is this a good movie? Because I think by and large, my guess is no one's going to say it's a horrible movie. I think that, I think that it, it won't make it, and, yeah. but it will be like a six. That's what I was thinking. Either yeah. six or seven total. Yeah. Right? So it's going to get, what, three or two more yeses. Yeah. 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 And if I, so, and my vote doesn't count for anything except for the Facebook poll, nor, right. nor does yours. Right, and we could vote in, I'm getting ready to vote in a va- yeah. Facebook poll right now, as should any of our listeners. Jump to Facebook. You can go to adventuresinvideoland.com or, or, or Adventures in Video Land on Facebook. In the little, there's a little, you can search within a group. Search for Logan and you'll find the poll. You don't even have to scroll till you yep. find it. And on the poll, you can vote your yes. I'm going to vote mine, your yes or your no. I'm going to vote mine. What are you going to vote? Friend so of I'm going to vote no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and this was a a little bit of a tough one because I really like the movie. I think that it's in the four star plus rating. I agree. Um, but there were there's enough things in it that don't hold together well enough for mm-hmm. me uh, between unfleshed out antagonists because between a couple of uh story lulls uh, yep. some some uh, a couple of decisions here and there that it just doesn't quite push over right. the, the the line right for for me. for me i've done the math and i did it on two different days i like to look at this analytically right yeah engineering mind and i'll go through and i'll do the numbers and do the math and ra- an average amount and i come up with an average and i've come up with an average that was at four and a half or a smidge above and another time I did it, and and the way I felt about the movie in the moment, and I came up with a, with an average that was below. But I tell you what makes my final decision: is this the best of the genre? It's not the best of the genre. Not western, not comic book, oh, not nope. Hugh Jackman. Nope. No, I don't think so. Um, but but yeah, pick the genre, right? Not not superhero, not even if you just had X-Men as a genre. I don't think it's the best of those. It is a great movie. I will watch it in my lifetime. I will watch it a dozen more times minimum. Yep. Because it's a fun one. It'll be one of those where I'm flipping around trying to find something that's like, Logan, I've already missed the first half hour. I will still yep. watch the rest. Yep. 
and uh, I will look for little things I never saw before. And you know what? Five years from now, I might watch it again and go, what was I thinking? That's clearly Pantheon. This is great, yeah. This should be re-nominated, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But right now, I'm like, it's not the best of the genre, so I can't say yes. We'll I see. wish. We'll see, uh, we'll see when the votes come in. I, that, I think it's a great nomination, yeah. by the way. I, I really do. Oh, I, it's a fun one. There's been nominations in the past where I was like, what? Uh, but, but you know, um, what? But not this one. Not this one. I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Solid yeah. nomination. I get it. I'll go rewatch yeah. it and look at it. All right. So those are some final thoughts. Do you have any other comments before we wrap this sucker up? I really liked the looking at Charles Xavier who has massive mental powers, mm -hmm. who also has mental issues. Yes. And I thought that was just a fun exploration of character and concept. And it, like, it, like it was, and seeing, uh, seeing somebody in their aging, decrepit state, mm -hmm. especially when they're so powerful, it's a powerful symbol and metaphor. I agree. Uh, so, like, there, there is value in this movie, and I do like this movie for a number of reasons, mm -hmm. and that is one of them. That is one of them. By the way, just a slight little tangent here. Do, do you think, I, I'm sure, in my mind, I'm sure they sat at a table and said, what kind of things might Xavier be going through that would make him lose control of his powers? Obviously, seizures are one. But, you know, Alzheimer's? Could have been one where he forgot who he was or that he'd already done a thing and he starts doing it again. I don't know. Uh, it could be that he's just uh, having a stroke. Like, yeah. every time he has a stroke, like, you know. Or his, or, or, or his personality is shifting. Personality or shifting. Whatever. Or, like, that he, he's been... Or, or like in the X Men world, that he had some, he's been fighting off this ethereal demon thing that finally has gotten control of his brain because he's weak. Now. That was the other one. Was that yeah. literally he was being controlled by something else? Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, sidebar a little bit, but uh, but uh, the seizures are one that's like, oh, you know, while he is a mutant, he's a mutant human. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, all right. As always, I hope everyone's enjoyed our conversation tonight. Triple D, where can Videoland find you? You find me on the Facebook page. That's where you'll find me as well. And you can find Adventures in Videoland on Instagram at adventuresinvideoland.com. But the conversation will always begin and end on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Videolanders. Daddy, Daddy. So this is what it feels like. Uh, 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 go home uh, uh, tell mom there's no more guns in the fat. No, none of that's really working for me, dude. I don't. That's not. These death scenes aren't working for nah, you. I don't think that's happening. Hmm. How about this? How about this? We, we love, love you. you.